Well, good morning, family. I've got an odd question for you today. What's the strangest, most remarkable thing you've ever seen at church? Have you ever seen anything memorable at church? Well, about 2,000 years ago, some folks went to church. But it wasn't a church like we know church today. It was a synagogue. It was in the town of Capernaum, and they saw Jesus. If that wasn't remarkable enough, they also encountered a man who they thought was possessed by an evil spirit. Are you ready to find out what happened next? Let's look at the gospel according to Mark chapter 1, verses 21 through 28. Hear the word of the Lord. They arrived at Capernaum, and on the Sabbath day, Jesus walked straight into the synagogue and began teaching. They were amazed at his way of teaching, for he taught with the ring of authority, quite unlike the scribes. All at once, a man in the grip of an evil spirit appeared in the synagogue, shouting out, What have you got to do with us, Jesus from Nazareth? Have you come to kill us? I know who you are. You're God's Holy One. But Jesus cut him short and spoke sharply, Hold your tongue and get out of him. At this, the evil spirit convulsed the man, let out a loud scream, and left him. Everyone present was so astounded that people kept saying to each other, What on earth has happened? This new teaching has authority behind it. Why, he even gives his orders to evil spirits, and they obey him. And his reputation spread like wildfire through the whole Galilean district. This is the word of God for you, the people of God. So we say, thanks be to God. Once again, we find ourselves in the spirit world of the gospel according to Mark. What do I mean by that? Well, more than any of the other gospel writers, Mark emphasizes Jesus' power to heal people. I've counted some 24 miracles recorded by Mark, and about half of those miracles were healings, and four of those healings were exorcisms. Last week, we talked about the sense of urgency in Mark's gospel, and we get that sense of urgency again today. When Mark tells us that something happened immediately, it's a signal to us that following Jesus isn't something we can or should put off. If we're going to be people who fish for people, then we have to start right now. Now, last week, some of the new disciples left their nets by the shore and immediately followed Jesus. They obeyed at once. Today, our story tells us that Jesus and his new disciples went to the synagogue in the town of Capernaum. Now, Jesus wasn't the rabbi or the pastor of that synagogue. Most synagogues didn't operate like that in the first century. Some scholars suggest that these community worship centers drew from a pool or a team of preachers or teachers. And those teachers would presumably take turns teaching. And apparently, Jesus was one of their regulars. And evidently, he had accrued a sizable following at the Capernaum synagogue during his time there. In the beginning of today's gospel story, Jesus went to the synagogue and started teaching. In the middle of his sermon, immediately, Mark writes, a man with an unclean or evil spirit interrupted the lesson. A voice came from this man and shouted, what have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are. You are the Holy One of God. 
Now, please notice that this man with the unclean spirit was not evil, okay? He was ill, and he desperately needed help. Now, let's talk about this idea of an unclean spirit. It's an ancient idea. Our scientific age rejects that kind of terminology. To us, it sounds irrational. But the people of first century Palestine believed in the spirit world. It was as real to them as the physical world. And whatever happened in the spirit world affected the physical world and vice versa. Spirits, uncontrollable by human will, acted on people's minds and bodies. The people who had evil spirits weren't to blame at all. They were victims. Evil or unclean spirits simply had greater power than humans did. And things like epilepsy, bipolar behavior, even migraine headaches were seen as demonic spirits that invaded the human mind and body. The only way to find relief was to go to someone, a healer, with spiritual authority. Now, in the Gospel according to Mark, Jesus is shown to have total control over good and evil spirits. He was connected to the greatest power source of all, Jehovah, God. Of course, people flocked to him. He was the greatest healer that they had ever seen, right? Now, let's put all this into context. Do you remember what's already happened in the first chapter of Mark's Gospel? When Jesus went to John the Baptist to be baptized in the Jordan River, the heavens were torn apart and the Holy Spirit descended and landed on Jesus. We looked at that story three weeks ago. The heavens have been opened. So now, a cosmic battle is being waged in the synagogue in Capernaum. And from the start of Mark's Gospel, we hear that because of Jesus, the unclean spirits are on their way out. Their authority in the world is coming to an end now that Jesus has arrived. You see, where Jesus is, evil cannot remain. When the possessed man in the synagogue spoke to Jesus, listen to what the evil spirit said. I know who you are. You are the Holy One of God. So please notice that the first voice in Mark's gospel who proclaimed Jesus' identity is the voice of God at Jesus' baptism. This is my son, I dearly love him. But the second voice to proclaim Jesus' identity is the voice of an unclean spirit. I know who you are. You are the Holy One of God. Even the demonic world knows who Jesus is, but the disciples won't figure that out until the end of Mark's gospel. Jesus silenced the unclean spirit and commanded it to leave the man in the synagogue, and immediately it stopped yelling and left. And the congregation was astonished and probably very impressed. But this is a scary story with a happy ending. You see, when you are possessed by unclean spirits, you aren't free to live the life to which you've been called by God. Jesus called this man to freedom and to new life. Those demons knew Jesus. They knew he had come to earth to defeat the power of evil. And as we learned last week, Jesus calls us to be people who fish for people. That means that when we encounter people who are burdened by mental distress or by homelessness and poverty, we're supposed to view them as children of God and we are to show them God's love in Jesus. If we're serious about Jesus' command when he said, follow me and I will show you how to fish for people, 
And sometimes we must walk into risky situations to help people who want to be freed from mental and physical distress. Jesus took risks to befriend people who were overlooked or disregarded by the religious professionals of his day. He never avoided pain. He willingly entered into suffering, and he destroyed the demons that caused it. It was what Jesus did, more than what he said, that left the crowd in Galilee astounded. What is this, the people asked, a new teaching with authority? And while words do matter, our actions speak louder than our words, don't they? One of my favorite quotations is attributed to St. Francis of Assisi. He said, preach the gospel at all times. If necessary, use words. Preach the gospel. If necessary, use words. Isn't that good? In other words, people who love and follow Jesus should treat each and every person as a child of God. The news of Jesus' deeds immediately spread throughout the region of Galilee. And that news is still spreading 2,000 years later, isn't it? You live in a community that needs to hear good news. And you have good news to share, because you know that when Jesus acts, things happen, right? The realm of evil no longer has the final say. When we have a close relationship with God, we will be able to live with authority, because of the fruit God will produce in us. It won't be our doing, but God's doing. And sometimes God heals us by providing us with good friends who listen. By speaking words of compassion, these good friends lift us up in ways we cannot lift ourselves. The power of God is in them, and with God's grace it enters into us. In this broken world, the Spirit gives us courage to share our hope, by living the way Jesus taught us to live, immediately. Isn't that wonderful news? Let's pray. God of heaven, you send the gospel to the ends of the earth and your messengers to every nation. Send your Holy Spirit to transform us by the good news of everlasting life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Help us to declare your love and, if necessary, to use words. You made us out of love, and you created us to love. So help us to love others, others who don't look like us, others who don't vote like us, others who don't believe like us, others who don't speak like us, others who don't do anything the way that we do. Help us to love no matter what. And now using the words debts and debtors, let us pray with boldness the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. As always, thank you. I really do appreciate you joining me today. And I hope that these words were helpful to you. And if they were, will you like, review, and share this episode? If you leave a good review, it will help other people to find and to benefit from these devotional thoughts. By the way, if you have a need or prayer request, please leave a message in the comments section, and then be assured that I will be praying for you and for your need. Now, this week, 
Your job is to love at least three people and make sure at least one of them doesn't deserve it. Why? Because everyone needs love and everyone needs to know that God loves them no matter what, right? Remember, with Jesus, we always, always, always have hope. Now receive these words of benediction today. May the Lord bless you and protect you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his face to you and grant you his peace. Amen? Amen.